0: Lord God, we ask you would come to Tom now. Would you speak to us through him? Would you open our hearts and minds to hear from you? And would you give grace to his speech and his words this morning that we might understand a little more of what it is to know you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Sarah. And let me add my own welcome. Good morning, everybody. As Sarah said, my name's Tom. I'm the vicar here at Emmanuel. And a particular welcome. If you're here for the first time, if you're a guest here this morning, we're so glad that you could join us. Um, regulars will notice that I'm preaching an octave lower than normal uh, this Christmas. And so we've had a, a slightly surprising last few days. The good news is I am recovered more or less from man flu, which is the worst <laughs> of all possible diseases at Christmas. Um, but I, I wonder... If you can think back to what your most surprising Christmas has ever been. Um, Children, it might be a particularly surprising present. The laptop might win for the surprised reaction this morning. Very surprising, very impressive present. Uh, It might be a surprising Christmas for a different reason. A couple of years ago, lots of us had a very surprising Christmas in a, a worse way, didn't we? When we had that lockdown Christmas and suddenly plans were derailed. I knew lots of people who, some friends who had a turkey that was going to cook and serve 20 people and then two of them had to eat it for the next few weeks. That was a surprise they weren't ready for. We had the opposite. We had no food in the house and had to quickly go and get last minute supplies for a lockdown Christmas. Uh, Sophia is free, so everything that is happening this Christmas is her most surprising Christmas. It's very exciting. Every present from the stocking this morning, it's exactly what I wanted. Um, It's a really lovely age, and I'm sure when she's 13, she's going to be saying the same things that she she is when she's free. Uh, But one of the things that we love about Christmas isn't the surprises, it's the nostalgia, isn't it? It's the same every year. We sing the same songs, we wear the same bad jumpers, we eat the same food, we hear the same stories. Uh, And yet one of the challenges of the fact that Christmas is the same every year is it can be a bit easy to take it for granted, to lose those fresh eyes that we would have had the first time we heard the story. Uh, So in in an attempt to help us to see the Christmas story from fresh eyes this morning, I want to show you my favourite Christmas video. Some of you may well have seen it before. It's a couple of minutes long and it's just a retelling of the Christmas story from a different perspective. Uh, And then I'll come and offer a couple of thoughts about some of the surprises that Christmas might still be able to offer us. So let's watch the video.
2: Have you ever wondered what we might see if we could pull back the curtain of time to that very first Christmas? If we could, I imagine the story began in heaven, something like this. God was looking over the heaven's balcony one day, shaking his head at all the wrong things people were doing down on Earth. Oh man, this isn't quite how I had in mind when I created Earth. I feel so
0: far away from my kids down there. Why? It's just hard to be friends with people when you don't like what they're doing. I think it's time.
2: Time for what, Lord?
0: Time for us to step in.
2: Shall we ready the army, Lord? Can't you send
0: a No, I don't think we should send an army. Maybe just one person. What
2: person? Brilliant! They won't be expecting that! Lord, if we're sending just one person, the left will be someone very
0: powerful and very strong. Because there's tons of people down there. No, they don't have to be strong. They'll be going as a newborn baby.
2: A newborn baby? Brilliant! They won't be expecting that! Lord, this plan is rather risky. A newborn human baby is small and weak. This baby must be born to people who protect him. Maybe a great ruler, or mighty king. Actually, I was thinking I
0: could send it to a young peasant girl whose heart is beautiful and full of courage.
2: Oh, peasant girl! Brilliant! They won't be expecting that! My lord, I see you're planning to take Earth by surprise. No one will be expecting a newborn baby. Born to a humble villager. But what good can a baby do?
0: This will not just be any baby. I'm sending in the Prince of Heaven in disguise.
2: The, the Prince of Heaven? Our Prince? prince. Our our prince. prince. Our Your
0: son? <laughs> Lord, this is too risky. Sending the Prince in disguise as a tiny baby, born not to kings, but to humble villagers. Surely our Prince cannot be born in a cottage. He must be born in a palace. You're right, he shouldn't be born in a cottage. Phew! He'll be born in a stable.
2: A stable, surrounded by animals, filled with hay, filled with poop. Brilliant! They won't be expecting that! Lord, how will all the people know he's there? What if they don't notice?
0: Those who are lucky will find him and his mission will bring all people closer to me, even if they do something really wrong. When the prince is done, nothing will get between them and my love.
2: Can we leave some clues for the people looking? Like
0: in the stars? Clues in the stars? Sure, why not? We can make one huge one that points to him.
2: Can we sing for him? Yes, can we sing? God looked at their hopeful faces, and his heart was touched by their love for the fence. All right, you can sing. Yay!
0: But not in front of the whole world. That would just be weird. And no kings or rulers.
2: How about we sing for some shepherds? That's a lonely job. Those folks could do with some cheering up. Brilliant. They won't be expecting that. You know the rest of the story. An angel visited a humble girl with a courageous heart and told her the good news. She will have a baby and he will be the Prince of Heaven who would help Earth to be close to God again. As planned, the baby was born in a stable about as far from a palace as you can get. A group of wise men noticed some strange clothes in the stars. They packed their belongings and followed the star white to a baby. And of course, a bunch of lonely shepherds were guiding their sheep when all of a sudden the sky was lit up by thousands of angels singing. Nobody would ever expect that.
1: Christmas video they won't be expecting that I'd just like to offer three surprises that would have really shocked people that first Christmas maybe we take for granted now and I'd need some volunteers to help me with them so do I can have one volunteer for my first point yeah come on up and you might need to have the squishmallow in one hand if you can hold it oh there we go two hands if you can hold this for me and stand up on the stage surprise number one God comes to earth as a baby He doesn't come in power. He doesn't come as a mighty warrior. He doesn't come to conquer. Why does God come as a baby? Because he hasn't come to control us. He hasn't come in judgment. He hasn't come to overpower us. He's come to identify with us, to live our experience. He knows what it's like to be human, to be alone. He knows what it's like to have man flu. Uh, he He knows what it's like to be in our situation. Can you imagine how surprising that would have been that first Christmas? How would you have imagined God would come into the world? not as a baby, because that's what he's like. He's come to identify with us. That's the first surprise. Second surprise, I need someone strong for this. Do I have a strong child who can come and pick something up for me? Go on, Johnny. I reckon, Tim, I reckon you can do it. Come on up. I need you to pick this up for me and bring it to the middle of the stage. Can you come and pick this up and bring it right to the middle? Use those muscles. Good job. Well done. Give him a round of applause. second surprise he doesn't come to a palace he doesn't come to a center of importance he comes and is born in a manger Uh, and fact of the christmas fact of the year for those who like to collect facts if you allow me to geek out for a minute jesus wasn't born in a stable that was the one one thing that was wrong in that video Um, the bible says jesus was born in a manger and what happened was in medieval times when people read their bibles they thought oh he was born in a manger Where the mangers lived? Stables. Jesus must have been born in a stable. But in a Middle Eastern village, then or now, they didn't have stables. The mangers didn't live in stables. That's not where Jesus was born. Um, Middle Eastern houses in Palestinian villages then and now, one big room. Uh, And the family would live up on the highest bit, kind of like this stage here. And then you'd have a couple of steps down to where the animals lived. And on the step, you'd have the mangers where the animals would then all feed. And they are all in this one big space. Uh, And then if you were a a family that were doing well, you might have a guest room built onto the back of your house. So when it says that Jesus was turned away from the guest room and was placed in the manger because there was no room for him in the guest room, it doesn't mean that this village turned away a pregnant woman in labor to find the best place that she possibly could to hug her child. Nobody would have done that then or now it means that there was already a family staying in the guest room when Joseph and Mary got to their relatives so Jesus was born in the middle of the house in the middle of the mess of life surrounded by the animals in the lowest bit of the house and all the extended family and then laid in the manger in the animal trough which would have been the only appropriate place for the baby to be born And the point is actually the same, the same as coming as a baby. Why did God come? How did he come? He came to the middle of the mess of our lives. He came as a baby to experience all the mess. He was born in the middle of the mess. Animals, poo, everything there, cooking, multiple family members, generations all running around in the manger in the lowest bit of the house. Jesus came to identify with us, not born into a palace because he didn't come to be served but to serve. He came for you and for me. And then I need a third volunteer, someone who likes dressing up. Who likes dressing up? Um, Yeah, come on. This is gonna be a bit big for you, but we've got our shepherd's costume here. So, let's put this around your shoulders. Okay, and turn around to face everybody. Well done. Now hold that and I'll, you can see that I'm not normally the one who does the dressing up in our house. I'm not particularly experienced this, but this will do you for now. There we go. <laughs> How about that? That's my sweet. Big round of applause. <laughs> Third surprise. Who did he come for? He didn't come for the elite. He didn't come for the kings. He didn't come for the powerful. He didn't come for the religious. The shepherds. Out on the hills, those little kids in the video said, that's a lowly job. Those blokes could use some cheering up. Because who did Jesus come for? He came for you and for me, not for the deserving, but for those of us who don't deserve him at all. Jesus said, I haven't come for the righteous but sinners. God came for you and for me, not because of anything that we've done, not because of how impressive we are, not because of how holy we are, not because of how hard we try. He comes for all people everywhere and he shows that by coming first to the shepherds. So well done everybody, you guys can go and sit down. Let's give them a round of applause. And as I close, I just want to say that it's so easy to take Christmas for granted. We hear the same story every year. We know it back to front. We've heard it since we were kids. But perhaps the greatest surprise of all, if we really think about it, is how far God came for you. What did he do because he loved you? He came, and was, he came to earth. Not only did he come to earth, he was born as a baby for you. He was born in a manger, surrounded by all the mess of life, because he's come to serve you and, be, and to identify with you. He came for you even though you don't deserve it. He came for you even on your worst day. He came for you even on the day where you reject him and you ignore him. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. He came so far for you. My friends, that's the great news of the Christmas message and the challenge is not to let our hearts get cold to it because we've heard it so many times, not to let familiarity blunt the edges, but to remember that God loved you so much that he came as a baby born in a manger. Perhaps for some of us we've forgotten, we just need to be surprised again at God's goodness, his kindness to us that he came so far for you. Uh, perhaps for some of us, we need to be surprised again at the fact that he comes even when you don't deserve it, even if you think God's probably mad at you or isn't interested in you. He, he is. He came as a baby born in a manger. He died on a cross so that you could know him, even when we least deserve it. He still loves us. Uh, perhaps for some of us, the the response to that surprise is just to be surprised again at the fact that God came so far for you, uh, and to then think this Christmas, how are we going to respond? to that invitation and that challenge. When the shepherds came they, and they heard the angels, they didn't then let the angels go off and say, oh, that was a nice story, wasn't it? I wonder what happens next. They got up, they ran to the manger, they went to find the baby, they told everybody, praising God, because they saw the surprise, the shock, of how far God had come for them. And I wonder perhaps this morning if some of us have just been taking the Christmas story for granted. We've, we've let it grow old um, because we've got so used to it. Uh, And we need to open our eyes again to just how much God loves us. Perhaps for some of us, God's been on the shelf this year, uh, and we bring him out off the shelf every year at Christmas, and then we put him back on his shelf for the rest of the year. But he came so far because he wants to know us and to be involved in our lives every day, intimately, at the middle of all that we are and do. And so what better time than at Christmas to reopen the door of our hearts to him and say, thank you, God, for how far you came for me. Help me to live with your love in the centre of my life this year. Let's pray and do just that. Father, thank you that you so loved us that you became human and were born as a baby in a manger. Thank you for how far you came for me. Thank you for how far you came for each one of us, that you love us more than we could possibly understand or imagine. This Christmas, help us to see your love with fresh eyes. Lord, we invite you into the centre of our hearts. We're sorry for where we've left you on the shelf. We're sorry for where we've taken you for granted. We're sorry for where we haven't lived in response to the love that you've shown us. Please fill our hearts this Christmas with your love afresh and help us in the year to come to live knowing the love that you came from heaven to earth to bring us, the love that we were made for. In Jesus' name, amen.